Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In the satirical justice system, some stories are considered especially heinous and deserving of mockery. In the worldwide metropolis that is the Bugle Extended Universe, the dedicated detectives who investigate these crimes against news are members of an elite squad known as the Gargle. These are their stories. Our guests today are comedian and comedian Josh Gondelman and John Luke Roberts. Welcome to the new show. Thank you for having me. Us. Thank you for having us. I'm sorry. I, we, I feel like we should have answered in unison. <laughs> I know it was hard. I didn't know how to. Like I was thinking, do we? Go, uh, just, one of us had to jump in. That's all right. You're going to be covering all of the latest news of everything that's happening in the world, other than politics. Our front cover this week is a picture of K-pop supergroup Blackpink joining the fight against climate change, smiling into the camera, posed in cute proximity to one another, and the tagline is, let us show you how to recycle, open brackets, character archetypes for teen market consumption, close brackets. And then the sub-tagline, seriously, don't underestimate the power of a tech-savvy, ethically righteous youth fandom with spare time and money to whom mortgages mean nothing. Our satirical cartoon is titled Crypto Riches, and it's a picture of Scrooge McDuck in his crypto vault diving into a huge pile of constantly fluctuating nothing. Uh. <laughs> Kudos on getting Blackpink for the cover. They're huge right now. Mm. Oh, they're so, they're so hot right now. And also for getting Scrooge McDuck to do that cartoon. That's really good of him. It's hard to get <laughs> pin him down. He, you know, he can laugh at himself. I think that's yeah, cool I, of him. <laughs> well, at some point he's going to be able to afford trousers. That's how he got rich. He's like, if I only buy shirts, <laughs> that's half the money. <laughs> I felt genuinely sad at the thought of him one day wearing trousers. I'm not sure what that says about me. (laughs) (laughs) There's also on our front page some teasers for the inside of the magazine that include cocaine cornflakes, exclamation mark, where to put your penis this spring, and Amazon's secret inner battle revealed, exclamation point. Uh, That one's about unionism. Top story is childhood nostalgia news segment beginning with Tony the Tiger. 
Apparently, the Associated Press has reported customs authorities in Ohio have intercepted a shipment of cereal, cornflakes to be specific, that have been powdered with cocaine. They found these 20 kilograms of cocaine-coated cornflakes. There's a tongue twister you don't want to tell your children. (laughs) They were shipped from South America to a Hong Kong home. First tip-off... Who orders 20 kilograms of cornflakes to their private home? You order it to your office so your spouse doesn't find out. <laughs> and secondly, I just think corn- this is a beautiful turnaround for cornflakes, which were invented to stop you masturbating and are now the most exciting breakfast food since sliced bread, which was originally used to smuggle opium. <laughs> John Luke? Well, I'm just, uh, finally, uh, breakfast is the most self-important meal of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? It's just sad it's not Frosties. I think they'd have got away with it if it's Frosties because the little the sprinkle on top, you know, you'd look at the dust, you'd think, oh, this is nice. And you'd be able to have Tony the Tiger on the front going, I'm great. You know, <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a pity. Or not to smuggle them in the little, you know, plastic bag at the bottom of them so you can only have your drugs once you've eaten all the cereal in there. You're not allowed to just open the cereal box and go straight for the drugs. You have to eat everything, everything first. All that nutritious... Um, anti-wanking corn (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that was supposed to work did you crush up the cornflakes and put them in your underwear just for chafing (laughs) (laughs) I think it was that they were so bland that it was meant to dampen down your natural ardours yeah, it's, it's sort of humours and things isn't it it was that you don't get too too much of a sugar will although I guess it was meat it was meat he was avoiding meat must have been the thing that kind of you know made you meat and spices and vaginas what kind of spicy meat cereal was he eating before (laughs) he invented cornflakes there were just jerkios all morning um mate you haven't met a full english breakfast have you (laughs) that's true (laughs) i quite like it because you could use a jus or a gravy instead of milk Mm. little lumps of (laughs) of surprise meat highly sugared meat and you for the kids you could have little bits of you know uh, I guess awful sweet meats made into mm-hmm. the shapes of, of little animals or little you know like lucky charms you could have those shamrocks and things <laughs> just dotted in so you've got a good firm meat to begin with uh, which is the beef meat uh, the, the main meat and then you have the offal inside then you pour the the jus, jus. jus or gravy <laughs> over so but well, this is the thing, actually, talking through it then. I mean, if you're going to eat that and that's going to make you horny, I mean, uh, I think it's going to make you go to sleep. Yeah. If you're getting horny eating that breakfast, you're a vampire, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or a cannibal. So I think uh, he's an idiot. If, if yeah, he was cross yeah. about this meat gravy we've just invented, this meat cereal gravy thing, and, and made this, I think Kellogg's, it's amazing he did as well as he, he did. He was the Elon Musk of his day, I guess. Yeah, kind of a fraud. I'm I'm jealous of the, the, the shipment of cocaine cornflakes. When I was a kid, I wasn't even allowed to eat sugar cereals, and now they got cocaine <laughs> on the flakes. <laughs> this is incredible. I do think this is good. I think this is this is good, right? Because this is about harm reduction. People are going to do drugs, but now when they crush up those cocaine-covered flakes and snort them, sure, they're getting high, but they're also getting eight essential vitamins and minerals. Um, <laughs> and 
And if you start partying at 10 p.m., you're going to stay up all night. And now this is the first cocaine that's part of a complete breakfast. (laughs) Did you, in your respective countries, did you have the sort of tradition that when you went on a camping holiday, you would get the variety pack of eight different tiny cereals? Mm -hmm. So so the the ones you wanted and then you'd get the ones you didn't want as well, rather than just buying a big box of the ones you... You did like. Yes. Yes, this isn't the BBC. We can say Cocoa Pops. <laughs> no, actually, we all this wanted the Cocoa no, Pops. No, this is personal for me. I'm not giving that. Ma- I believe in masturbation too much to support that man's company. <laughs> you have your own line of pro-masturbation cereals. <laughs> Just meat in different meat in different shapes with different juices. And, in not, and there's not a toy in the bottom. There's, a, there's an animal which was alive when they sealed the box. <laughs> Is Fruit Lubes a misprint? Or is that what it's really called? Uh, The wettest breakfast around. (laughs) You need to pour milk in to dry it out, actually. (laughs) Wetter than milk. Mm. (laughs) In other childhood nostalgia news, Muppets is uh, now controversial. Disney Plus has added content warning on some episodes of The Muppet Show, and not because 90% of the characters are being continuously fisted, apparently because some of the content in The Muppet <laughs> Show has not aged well. They hired some external advisors to assess the content, and they made the decision that uh, the most profitably sensitive route is to acknowledge and contextualise the offensive material while still making money from it, and that is the important thing. Uh, rather than removing the content, they do still want to make uh, money from it. So mm-hmm. the same disclaimer, they've put this disclaimer on The Muppet Show, they've put it on uh, Lady and the Tramp, The Jungle Book, The Aristocats, Dumbo, Peter Pan, and Swiss Family Robinson. And uh, do, you, do you guys know the uh, offensive, The Aristocats? You it's know? the, uh, it's those, it's, that, well, I can't, um, I bleep this out if you have to. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the cats, isn't it? It's the, it's yeah. the Siamese cats. No, not just cats yeah. in general. The Siamese cats <laughs> like, with their racist the song. This. They've blurred out all the cats yeah, in the Aristocats. People are coming for the dogs. We don't want to. We don't want to put them off. <laughs> Josh, what have, what have, what's your angle on this? The, the, so there, there's a content warning on the the Muppets on some episodes of the Muppets, which I think is good. As a Jewish comedian, I've been offended for years by both Gonzo's nose and Fozzie's sense of humor, which that hurts more, honestly. Um, <laughs> This I really think that that this content warning, right? I think it's it's good to have, but it really goes to show having a content warning on the Muppets how deeply embedded racism is in our society, right? Because the Muppets weren't trying to be edgy. This was a children's <laughs> show. There was no episode directed by Quentin Tarantino where he played Miss Piggy's uncle and used the N-word a bunch of times for no reason. Like, this was just children's entertainment and it ended up racist. That which is like, it's just like, that's how messed up American society has been. I do think instead of a content warning, we need to bring this, because like, a content warning is good, but we need to bring it into to the present, right? To the 2020s, which means we need to see Kermit the Frog post uh, notes app written apology on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Just like, I'm sorry to anyone I offended. I'm looking forward to a period of listening and growing. Uh, (laughs) It's not easy being green either. (laughs) Why aren't there so many tweets about racists? (laughs) Right. You've just proved this. Anyone now doing an impression of Kermit 
sounds more like Kermit than Kermit currently mm-hmm. sounds like Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for these content warnings. I just want more. I think they should also have a warning at the beginning saying um, these are these aren't monsters. They are hands pretending. <laughs> I think there should be a content warning on all the new Muppets saying we have forgotten how to write the Muppets. You, I think we need to move forward. In the, it's weird, it is one of those stories, though, isn't it, where it seems to me that this is so obviously the right thing to do it's mm-hmm. not censoring it's just saying it's there and it becomes this big sort of stories of oh no they're stealing our childhoods when actually no they're giving us our childhoods they're just putting a little warning in the front but i like that the warnings aren't specific so you have to watch it and see if you're you know you you're you're on the right side enough to work out what's offensive about the episode you're watching <laughs> you know they don't say it's this bit in particular uh, if you want to see the offensive bit scroll 17 minutes and two seconds in Right, you you can't. You're like, uh, is this is this about the stereotypes against Swedish culinary experts? Is that what's offensive <laughs> in this one? You really got to keep your keep your eyes open. And our final story in our childhood nostalgia section is the Mr. Potato Head story. This is the number one trending story on American Twitter, and honestly, I'm surprised it's in here, this show, and not The Bugle, our more serious and legitimate counterpart. Uh, The Mr. Potato Head company is controversially going gender-neutral, renaming itself Potato Head. So it's either gender-neutral or it just feels like you know each other well enough now that we don't need to... Anyway, going forward, the potato head toy will be much the same, uh, but the male uh, potato head toys will not include the penis attachments. Also, Mrs. (laughs) Potato Head doesn't exist anymore because she's patronising. This is a well-respected news organisation. I should clarify, Mr. and Mr. Potato Head will still exist. It's just the company that's stripping itself of its uh, titular signifiers. Josh, John Luke? Like I think this is totally fine. It's like so weird that it's a big news story. Adults shouldn't notice this. <laughs> like if you're an adult and you're like a, a children's toy dropped the mister. It's like, what are you just lurking in a toy store? Just waiting for new shipments? You creep. This is the, the thing about gender is that it's a spectrum, right? And you can still give the potatoes all the same accessories. It's just the name that's changed. You can still have one potato or you kind of mix and match, right? The big eyelashes, the little bowler hat. You can still have your little carbohydrate clockwork orange. It's just the pronouns that are different. (laughs) Mr. Potato Head has always been a place and a toy to experiment with gender, right? You get a Mr. and a Mrs. You'd put the sexy eyelashes on one, the plump lips on the other, and have yourself a David Bowie video. And I think that's really beautiful and instructive for children. Like, potatoes don't don't have an announced gender, right? This changes nothing. It would be much weirder if they took another toy that has, like, what you would assume is, you know, that is presenting as gendered, and then, like, if they took Barbie, and we're like, now Barbie is a potato. (laughs) I think that would be weirder to me. It's just, like, so... This story makes me laugh so much because conservatives are so mad that they're taking the mister out of potato. They're, like, so concerned about like like traditional binary sex and gender roles like they should get to keep the mr and the potato head but like as you alluded to earlier alice their mr potato head should just have to have like big potato dicks (laughs) and just be like that's mr that's what gender means to me like it's it's not even this is like such a mild step who cares anyway and like embrace all gender along the spectrum but they weren't like okay 
It's still Mr. Potato Head. He's still a man, but all Mr. Potato Heads are transgender and we're building in potato vaginas. Uh, enjoy that, <laughs> children. The, I, I even think that would be kind of like an interesting uh, instructional toy, <laughs> but it's, they're not doing that even. It's just like, hey, it's Potato Head. We've known them long enough. I mean, I suspect that nobody actually cares about Mr. Potato Head. I strongly suspect, in fact, that people are only as angry about Mr. Potato Head as they think other people are angry about Mr. Potato Head for the wrong reasons. I mean, I hope Mrs. Potato Head cares about Mr. Potato Head. Otherwise, <laughs> we've been watching a lie. Well, I just think that people are angry because they think the other people are wrong to be as angry as they are, but they don't question whether it's right to be angry about what other people are only angry about or not because we all know what it is it's nothing mr and mrs potato head have just stayed together for the tots sorry <laughs> John Luke. i hate to disagree with you both but i come from a long lineage of potato farmers my family <laughs> you know we're we've gone with potato farm for generations and you say that potatoes aren't gendered just but i'm afraid for since the 19 19- 20s, we've been doing gender reveal parties for the potatoes <laughs> before the harvest. You get one of the, the not very well cows with distended stomach, put in the colouring, the food dye in there, slit it open, see what comes out. That's the gender of the potato. You do that for every potato, so you do get through a lot of a lot of cows. But uh, I, to me, the problem the problem is not that they've uh, forced gender on potatoes it's that they've personified potatoes the thing i long for is the day when we can get children back to playing with potatoes and just letting potatoes be potatoes don't put them in human artifacts just give your kid a potato and have the kid play with the potato they don't need to pretend it's a family of humans who look like potatoes they can just pretend that these are potatoes and the great thing is they are potatoes The next story is an example of why companies shouldn't be allowed to decide human rights things. Amazon has been engaging in some serious anti-union activism after some of their workers suggested that they might collectively like to not be pissing their pants while being screamed at by robots. Boo, says Amazon. At this point, the artificial intelligence that runs the recommended product function on the website will unionise before the workers do. You, Sandra, you don't need that table lamp by tomorrow. Just use the overhead light for one more day, you feckless impulsive c- Amazon's union-busting actions include emphatically encouraging workers to vote against the union through text messaging, an anti-union website, several anti-union captive audience meetings with workers at the warehouse, and Twitch advertisements. Uh, Josh, have you been following this story? I have been, because there's there's a real drive to, to unionize right at this Amazon facility in, in Bessemer, Alabama. And I don't know if you, you have this down, but they Amazon went as far as to request that the town change the traffic light patterns so that the cars would go through intersections faster. And that way people, you know, demonstrators wouldn't be able to talk to people stopped at the red lights. That's that's a real thing, which like, I think that means the union is already winning, right? Because that means Amazon has already taken steps to reduce their commute times. And so I think this, this ins- rather than being a sign of a, a dystopian conglomerate manipulating municipal government, what it really is, is them taking just a little effort to make their employees work day better. So that's <laughs> nice. That's good to see. 
Well, Amazon is using these scare tactics about unions, uh, including claiming that workers will be giving up their right to speak for themselves, which is importantly, we need to note, currently non-existent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazon has also been emphasising that uh, that if you join a union, you have to pay union dues, claiming unions are a business and saying don't let the union take your money for nothing. Um, The fact that they're calling unions a business and using that as evidence that they won't give you what you're paying for is probably not a great reflection on what they think a business (laughs) is. Yeah, don't let that union take your money for nothing. That's our job. It's it's our job to not give you that money in the first place. Right, you shouldn't you shouldn't have a business that you control. You should be subject to the whims of our business. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's also like Jeff Bezos, when you're the richest person in a country, just coast. What do you need? <laughs> like what are you trying to do with what are you hoping that Amazon becomes? You know what I mean? It's already the biggest, most successful company. And then how about you take a vacation, man. Just just chill. You've got that pool full of money. Swim in it. And then buy some pants. <laughs> then buy some pants. Or or get to the stage when you're rich enough to know people won't care if you wear pants or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Up. That is really Scrooge McDuck's power move. Although, actually, thinking it through, Donald Duck isn't particularly rich, and he's also happy just... He's got that family money now. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. He, knows, he, knows he knows his uncle Scrooge, Scrooge is going to bail him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bail him out yeah. He's the Don Jr. <laughs> yeah, he's the Don Jr. Literally. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Bezos, he's he's the richest person currently in America. He uh, He's physically imposing right now. He's trying to crush his employees' rights. It's like, what more do we need to know like to to realize he's like building his own supervillain mythology (laughs) like are we waiting for him to point a laser at the moon do we uh do we need to reveal that he's like got a uh he's been genetically engineering some kind of uh oompa loompas uh like what are we waiting for That's all the time we have for our uh, Amazon story because now it's time for our review section. Uh, John Luke, have you got anything to review today? I've got a series of uh, very small reviews. Mm-hmm. First up, uh, paintings of fruit. Uh, paintings of fruit uh, get two stars <laughs> this week. Um, there's just too many of them, and we know what fruit looks like by now, so we don't need don't need any more of those. Um, so afraid two stars for paintings of, uh, of soup but uh, faring worse than that this week is golf golf is getting one star um, it turns out it's not just taking uh, uh, it, uh, it's not just a nice walk ruined it's also the act of hitting things with a stick ruined um, so it's it's, uh, it's also mini golf ruined actually it's much worse than mini golf so one star unfortunately for golf soup gets three stars it's okay, uh, but it can't be that good if, if even the people who like soup are putting croutons on it. What it shows is they really want uh, some solid food instead. So a middling middling amount there. Stairs. Uh, stairs get five stars. Without them, it would be very hard to uh, to scale the wall up to the next, um, next floor. So it's good to have stairs generally. Um, uh, now you could say a slope would be more uh, accessible. I think that's 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 understandable. But it, the problem is with a slope, it's very hard to know exactly where you are and contextualize yourself. Whereas stairs, really, it's just a way of having about twenty extra floors in your house. Which is <laughs> so five stars for stairs. And then finally, uh, marzipan fruits uh, don't do well. Uh, they do. They've got one star, unfortunately, um, because basically, what it, it's it seems to me very offensive to nuts to smash up almonds and give them a form 
of another thing rather than just leaving them to be the nuts that, that they would be in the first place. So that's the definitive critical list uh, in this week. Thanks very much. Excellent. Josh Gondelman, have you got any reviews? I've got a couple of reviews. I've got two stars out of four for forgetfulness, forgetting things, uh, because it, it gives you less to worry about. And you get the joy of remembering things later. So that's very exciting. Although the drawbacks, of course, that keep it a two-star review are that you don't do the things you're supposed to do or say the things you're supposed to say. <laughs> so that's a problem. There's kind of the gift and the curse. I'll also give a, this. I have a couple two-star reviews. I have another two-star review for wine glasses. The the pros, obviously, for wine glasses, they hold liquids, wine, or whatever. You can put any liquid in them. Mm. Uh, people aren't going to complain. Eat your cornflakes out of them. And then jerk off. <laughs> you can pour some wine in, pour some cornflakes in the wine, and then see what that does to your libido. I think it's a stalemate, <laughs> honestly. Actually, that does make it because normally with cereal you have to use two hands mm-hmm. and wine. If it's in there, but you just it's just yep. one hand. The other hand, it's just free. one. Great. Yep. You just right. sip that. Kellogg didn't think this through. <laughs> sip those flakes. I feel like we're dominating Kellogg today. <laughs> this loser. He he's not going to know what hit him. The other the problem with the wine glasses though, there's so much glass. No matter what size of wine glasses you're never allowed to fill it to the top or you look like your life is in total disrepair right the you can only fill your wine glass about a third of the way and then with each you know with each extra 10 percent, it looks like you got one more divorce within the past year <laughs> and i i think that's unfair i think they should only give you as much glass as you can use uh so two stars <laughs> for all that excess glass it's wasteful it's too tall and it makes you look bad for utilizing the whole glass which is efficient that's you're not a lush. You're uh, it's green energy. <laughs> Can I take exception to uh, the, 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 there being a problem with bullying Kellogg? He can handle himself, you know. <laughs> but, but, and, oh, and he says we can't. Yeah, and he says we can't. <laughs> Hypocrite. <laughs> Your ad section today, because if we don't do ads, you have to pay directly for this content. And let's be frank, I don't trust either of us to like me enough for that kind of deal. <laughs> have you lost fitness during COVID? Are you worried that your new sedentary lifestyle has left you unfit for the real world with its stares and men who'll chase you off the train? Well, get right back into Cardiovascular Spectacular with the Miracle Instant Health Treadmill Solution. Have I got the product for you? It's on the end of this stick on a string and I've hung it off the front of this here treadmill. If you can reach the Miracle Solution, it's yours. Until then, or until you figure out how to walk around a treadmill, you'll just have to keep reaching. (laughs) Miracle Instant Health Treadmill Solution. You're nearly there. (laughs) And are you sick of the modern world with all its inconveniences? Try a medieval lifespan. (laughs) That'll teach you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Now it's time for our next story. Next story is our hidden messages section, normally in the part of the magazine where the Sudokus go. This is a hidden message on the artwork known as The Scream, apparently painted by Edvard Munch. He wrote on his own painting, can only have been painted by a madman. (laughs) Any thoughts about what this might mean? Well, Edvard Munch has always been one of my favourite artists ever since his yoghurt range, um, the the Edvard (laughs) Munch bunch. (laughs) He's not the only person to have done this. He's not the only person to have done this. Many artists have been writing very similar things on their artworks um, for many years. Uh, Andy Warhol, famously on his Campbell's Soup painting wrote cans only have been painted by a madman so (laughs) very similar very similar stuff reading this it seems like edvard got cross at being told and overhearing critics say well this is a madman's work this is he must be mad and he got his own back by graffitiing his painting saying Mm -hmm. can only have been painted by a madman which is a really good way of saying um Aha, you're well, would a madman do this? Ah, ah, would a ma- ah, yeah. He also, it was originally like a cartoon, a sort of New Yorker strip. He, he wrote a caption for it as well. He didn't just, he wrote a caption at the bottom, which was uh, inverted uh, commas, you know, speech marks. And then the caption was just, ah. <laughs> so, you know, it's quite a lot funnier if you think that guy's saying, ah. If you know, it's, it, it's quite sophisticated. But if you think it through, it's actually quite a funny joke. And then underneath, would you like to connect with me on LinkedIn? <laughs> I do like the idea of burnishing your own reputation on the work itself, not letting it stand for itself, right? Like, next time I write a book on the cover, I'm just going to write, only a genius could have written this book. (laughs) Also, only a madman could have painted this. That feels like that's had the same energy of, like, what Jared Leto's notes to himself in the script of the Justice League movies say. (laughs) Just like, oh, I'm so twisted. (laughs) But also, I think he's kind of overstating his case, right? Like, we've seen the painting. It's a person screaming with kind of a featureless face. That's like, I feel like somebody else could have got there without being a madman, right? This is just like something Ice-T says on an episode of Law & Order where he finds a map drawn in blood and or semen on the wall of a sex dungeon. Like, only a madman could have painted this and we're going to find him. But, like, of course, Edvard Munch was, like, a little bit of a madman. He lived in Norway in the 1800s. There was smoked fish and very little refrigeration. And that smell alone would drive you to the brink of madness. The breathing through the mouth is what it should be called, not the scream. (laughs) He's not screaming. He's inhaling. This is our Wang section. Boys, prepare yourselves. There is a a Wang-shaped island in the Pacific Ocean that was found on Google Maps by a Google enthusiast, a man who enjoys uh, scrolling around on Google Maps. He found this very small penis-shaped island uh, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, John Luke? I mean, I'm just glad that we're still at the stage when we can discover land masses. I thought we'd done all that like centuries ago. Mm -hmm. So it's great that this penis has been hiding out for years. Uh, The the problem is there's not many land masses which with a certain squint or a certain, you can't think look a bit like a penis. I mean, basically, (laughs) a penis is of various shapes, sizes, forms, um, that if you look at, 
the Scandinavian places, they all look sort of like penises. So what I think this really is, is, you know, pareidolia, uh, where we see faces in things. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, it is pareidolia, I think, isn't it? It's the same. It's just men have this other thing uh, where they um, they see penises everywhere and they want to everyone else. Phallidolia. Phallidolia. Yes, <laughs> They want to push uh, these these penises on everyone else and go, look, look, look at this. That looks like a penis, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That looks like a penis, doesn't it? Look at this penis. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's awful to think that now you can just just give unsolicited dick pics through cartography. <laughs> <laughs> so this man has been uh, looking and looking for the penis, but he still hasn't found the fabled G-spot island. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to go under the ocean surface, then over and then back up. <laughs> Do we know that this person was on Google Maps looking for new islands, or do you think they were just trolling the internet for new penises they haven't seen? <laughs> and the excitement was just like, ooh, this is kind of a penis that hasn't been discovered I've before. I've seen them all. <laughs> We've seen most of the penises on the internet. Right. Well, I've got to the end of Google Pure. I've seen all the penises on that. guess I'm going to have to go and map, see if there's any hanging around in there. <laughs> Google Maps, safe search, off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because, yeah, I think you're right, though. It's like there's so many geographical penises. Every isthmus is kind of phallic, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're already called penensulas. (laughs) 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 This is more of a Rorschach test for the guy looking at the map than it is for the island. (laughs) You could have said that's shaped like anything. You could have been like, oh, it's, it's like a flower blooming or drooping, depending on where you look at it from. Oh, it, it's like a, a, a banana. But like the guy saying he found a penis-shaped island, that's more like we found a guy who finds everything penis-shaped. I must say, I was given a much worse response um, from the world's press when I, when I sent them my story that I discovered um, a load of penises in, in some ink blots I'd found. I, they... <laughs> They thought this wasn't newsworthy, and I don't know why. Okay. I, I, well, I, similarly, I reported to the newspaper that I myself have an island-shaped penis. <laughs> every penis is an island. <laughs> no man is an island, but every penis is. Every man's home is his penis-shaped castle. Hang on, wait. But the definition of an island is it's not connected to any nearby landmass. So yeah, I penis... mean, if you, I'm just saying, if you discount the body, my penis ah, is like an island. <laughs> what is a body but really just a penis in itself? <laughs> it's just an extension of the, of the penis. <laughs> and here's our final story. Our final story is our feel-good story. And Josh Gondelman, as our feel-good correspondent, uh, will you lead us in? Yes, this is a feel-good story, I, which is so rare in the news. The news could just be called feel-bad stories. So in Somerset, pe- residents have been receiving money and notes from just an unknown and anonymous person just putting them through their mail slots into their homes. And some some of the residents are getting suspicious. Some people are are excited about it. But the local police have been investigating, which must be a real uh a real plum job for those cops, right? Just getting to to look into anonymous notes. Uh you know, they got into this job to solve murders and or be casually racist and now they have to solve a secret santa mystery i feel like that's not what not why they go just to clarify you mean money notes not just your hair looks nice today folded up on a post-it and stuck in the yes 
they're they're putting money Act- through just a male money. Slot. Yes, money just giving money to strangers, which is literally the opposite of stealing. The opposite of stealing. This is the the opposite of the police's uh, job. If anything, you should be in, in investigating the people whose homes the money was put into for passively stealing. They're master criminals. They're stealing without even knowing it. It's just happening. I agree that that there is something a little. It's tough to trust nice things, right? Like, mean things you always believe. No one is doing mean things, and you're like, what's their angle, right? You always know. (laughs) Like, if someone cuts you in line at the grocery store, you're never like, okay, but what are you gaining from this? (laughs) But if that person cuts you in line and then hands you a cantaloupe, you immediately are like, there's probably a snake in there. probably a snake (laughs) in the fruit. I know it's been a rough year because I, I personally, I'm a very trusting person, and I don't trust this at all. When I saw this, I started coming up with wild conspiracy theories. I'm like, okay, this person is putting counterfeit bills into people's houses, hoping that they'll pass them at stores, get arrested, go to jail, and free up parking spaces in the neighborhood. That's got to be the plan. (laughs) I did find it... There was a member of the public who said, oh, come on, I think the police probably have more information than us on this. You should let them investigate it, which to me completely misunderstands the police. They're not efficient at collecting information. They have to say hello three times every time they speak to someone. Everything they do is that that's wasted time. We've got more information than that. We say hello once and get on with it and say, hello, are you putting money through my door for a nefarious reason? No, I'm not. I'm just giving you money. Well, thank you very much. That's nice Mm -hmm. of you. Um, Goodbye. And the other thing that police do that normal people don't do is we come upon a scene. We observe the scene. We take it in with our eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have to go, Mm -hmm. what's all this then? What's all this then? Even if it's very obvious what all this is Mm -hmm. then. And they do a couple of squats, very low impact squats at the same time. At the same time, uh, you know, which is distracting. Like, it's very hard to engage with conversation with someone doing that. That's why they're called bobbies. Sure. Because they go up and down like I, that. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I see a body lying on the ground. I don't draw attention to it by tracing it in chalk. Rude. That person is probably uh, a little embarrassed by their current position, dead on the <laughs> sidewalk like that. I just let him be, you know, wait for, for wait for something else. Police are always tracing, putting up caution tape, nothing to see here. You wouldn't say nothing to see here if there was nothing to see here. I swear it goes further than that. When they thought I wasn't looking, I saw a police officer go up to the dead body, put some paper on it, take some colored crayons out and do a rubbing of the corpse. <laughs> you know, it's not just chalk around the thing. It's arts and crafts of any kind they'll do. You're supposed to wait till that's a tombstone and then you do the rubbing on the tombstone. Uh, the only problem I have with this is it doesn't seem very hygienic. You know, with, with, with cash um, mm-hmm. being passed around like that. It's dirty. Okay? You don't know where it's been. So I've been trying to do it. I've been doing it contactlessly. I've been going around with my debit card and just tapping it <laughs> on letterboxes and then, and then moving on. Uh, so, you know, I've been very, very generous um, and also haven't made people ill. I mean, I think I've just connected both of your takes on this and uh, I'm assuming that this person has a kink. And that these notes are covered in jizz. Mm. Oh. Like. Well, then they'll be easy to find. I've never seen a crime before that's no injury, all DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just got you some glow in the dark notes. <laughs> these are d- disco bills. <laughs> They're how you pay, you can just easily pay for things at a rave. <laughs> I was formulating quite a complex sperm bank joke and then I thought, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to let it go. That's the 
that brings us to the end of this show. Uh, this is The Gargle. We happen every week. Uh, there's also The Last Post, which happens monthly, or you can sign up to support me, Alice Fraser, on my Patreon at patreon.com slash alicefraser for my, uh, all of my stuff, including my weekly tea salons where we just get on Zoom and have a chat. Much like this, but less hilarious. Uh, Josh Gondelman, <laughs> uh, what have you got to plug? Oh, my gosh. Um... I have my own podcast. It's called Make My Day. It's a comedy game show where there's only one contestant, so the contestant always wins. Um, and Jesus and Mero is back on Showtime at uh, uh, 11 p.m. Thursdays and Sundays. John Luke Roberts, uh, before we get to you, remember we're in the back pages of the uh, Glossy magazine, so uh, let's just flip past some extremely adult advertisements. <laughs> and uh, now, have you got anything to plug? Oh, well, actually, one of those was Mutt, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yes, I, well, I've got a record coming out shortly called John Luke Roberts' It Is Better, which is my, I guess, you'd call it a special or a stand-up show, but it was recorded in the pandemic without any audience or so I got a composer to make music for it this I like it and I have a podcast launching shortly I think I can talk about it uh, it's called the sound heat podcast and it's basically just loads of podcasts you're glad don't exist and I'm on <laughs> I'm on one of those episodes aren't I you're on at the moment and more than one like three or something I think exciting exciting so, times mm-hmm. thank you so much for podcasting with me chaps and uh, remember if you are listening to the gargle we have merchandise on the website for half a glass of water that may be uh, spillover from another podcast but is equally relevant <laughs> to this podcast god it's hard to spill half a glass of water you've got so much safety room in there. <laughs> the website is thebuglepodcast.com the gargle is a bugle podcast and alice fraser production the producer of this show is Ped hunter the executive producer is christopher d skinner i'm alice fraser and i'll talk to you again next week Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com